0: Welcome to the Israel Bible Podcast. My name is Cindy Parker. I am an author, a speaker, and the professor of Holy Land Studies at the Israel Bible Center. I am passionate about reading the Bible in the physical, historical, and cultural context of its day. But what I really love doing is having geeky conversations with people about all kinds of things. In this podcast, I'd like to invite you to join me as I sit down each week with other faculty members of IBC to discover new aspects of the Bible. Ah, these are some of my favorite dialogues because as a modern audience reading an ancient text, we know that the Bible does not need to be rewritten, but it needs to be reread. It is the holiday season. Hanukkah has just ended and Advent has begun. I've been thinking quite a bit about both of them lately, which led me to an IBC roundtable talk between Dr. Yeshaya Gruber and Dr. Peter Vanterit, who is a retired professor of educational psychology and now an independent Bible researcher. They talked about the person Luke and the writings of Luke-Acts. Since Luke is one of the ones who gives an account of Jesus' birth narratives, he and his writings have been on my mind, so I was curious to hear what they had to say. I kept thinking, what do I know about Luke from scholarship? And is it similar to or contrary to tradition? Is it true that Luke was a doctor, a Gentile, a Roman? Who is Luke? Now, before we go much further, you may have caught that I am introducing a retired professor of educational psychology. Now, I am a context person, so I always enjoy hearing why people ended up focusing on a particular subject. So how did an educational psychologist end up studying biblical and Jewish Christian studies?
1: I grew up in a Protestant Christian milieu and um, an Orthodox milieu. But my father was rather liberal and my mother was uh, pietistic. And uh, so I never had uh, much uh, dogmas in in my youth uh, Mm. to deal with. Um, And then in the course of time, I... uh, I, I the think, thinking started about Christian theology and Christian dogmatisms, and uh, I, I couldn't find a logic in it. So when I was a young adult, I had lost much of the, the Christian faith, but the Bible and the Bible stories stayed very interesting and intriguing. Uh, and then I came in... Uh, a course of an, uh, a teacher who who explained the Bible, the Bible story from the Jewish background, and I recognized it immediately. So uh, that was uh, the the start of my uh, my interest in it. And um, I, I, in his uh, in his uh, study house we studied. Old Testament uh, books, but also uh, the gospels and other New Testament books. Uh, and he put me on the on the, the, the trace of, of Luke and uh, uh, of the, the, the Jewishness, the, the possibly Jewishness of Luke. And there uh, I, I started my investigations with, and uh, th- this book was the result of it.
0: The book he mentioned is called Luke the Jew, an introduction to the Jewish character of the Gospel of Luke and the Acts of the Apostles. It is a very detailed book that dives into the language of Luke, including medical, nautical and political terms that he uses, along with a whole variety of themes and phrases that are found in both the Gospel and in Acts Seriously, just look at the table of contents. You are going to start to salivate. I haven't actually read the book myself, but I did appreciate many of the issues he brought up in the conversation with Dr. Gruber. For a long time, the common claim was that Luke was the only non-Jewish author of the New Testament writing for a non-Jewish Christian public. But that is not the view developed in this book. So who is Luke?
1: Luke was a Jew. I concluded from the many Jewish traits, characteristics, features uh, of the both books, the gospel and the Acts. Uh, Was he a born Jew? Was he a proselyte? Maybe a God-fearer, I don't know. Historically, uh, it's not 100% certain what he was, but the author must have been someone who had a thorough Jewish education. Mm. That is clear to me uh, on the basis of my investigation in both books. Does it matter Uh, the author is for centuries seen as a Christian from the Gentiles? I think it does matter how we see the author because the starting point about the author is important for the way we read the book. Um, And that's I think, why it's important to discuss this question.
0: Yes, exactly. And I find it interesting to pause, take a look at Luke and the Luke Acts writings, and try to see what we can find out about the person Luke. And if you have always heard that Luke was a Gentile Christian, then what about the very Jewish characteristics that come out in the Gospel of Luke? And what about the Gospel's use of Midrash? So first, what is Midrash? And second, what role do they play in Luke's gospel? What is
1: Midrash? Midrash is an an investigation of Tanakh uh, in the context of your situation in which you live. And um, the results of uh, that investigation uh, are laid down in stories. In Midrash mm. stories, and those stories use themes, expressions, lines of reasoning from Tanakh. Um, they could, you could also call it actualization of the of themes from Tanakh, ideas from Tanakh. Uh, historical data uh, are transformed to narrative theology. Mirah stories are never exact historical uh, reports. They always are directed to the future and to things that still must be done by the believers for which they are written. Uh, They are explaining, interpreting, signifying, teaching uh, about uh, the meaning of things that happened in the recent past in the light of of Tanakh. And they give the readers a perspective how to act in their situation. Um, and Midrash is also the teaching about this, the results of this investigation. So the evangelists had the recent past of Jesus and his disciples. And they did an inquiry in Tanakh to give meaning to their experiences with Jesus and his disciples and his followers
2: so you say about the transformation of history that you're just describing now uh, Mm -hmm. the purpose of the midrash surpasses real history
1: yes
2: the history is transformed so to speak into biblical history Yes. not what really happened but what should have happened to give Mm -hmm. us a better insight in our faith is what the midrash Mm -hmm. tells us would you care to expound on that idea a little bit?
1: For example, the stories about uh, John the Baptist, in, as well the Gospel of Matthew as the Gospel of Luke. When you compare them, one of uh, the a basic method of mine is to compare stories in the different Gospels with each other and to analyze the differences. The differences tell us something about the intentions of the specific evangelist. Stories of John the Baptist, Matthew uh, tells, describes him as an Elia figure. He uses uh, images, elements, story elements that he borrows from the Elia stories in Tanakh. So John the Baptist is an Elia, and Elia was in the then Judaism a forerunner for the Messianic time, a preparer for the Messianic time. Um, Matthew wanted to tell us that Jesus was the Messiah and the stories of Jesus, he gave many traits of Moses. He made a Moses figure of him and Jesus was for him the definite founder of the Messianic time, but there had to be a foreigner and that was the the role, the part of John the Baptist. But Luke didn't agree with Matthew on this point. And he tells some stories, four, five stories about Jesus, in which he gives Jesus traits of Eliah. Uh, so his message is: the messianic time is not has not come definitely at this moment. There has to do we have to do much more to get it uh, to to reach it with each other and then he has a second book the acts uh, in which there is many there are many things to do to reach the messianic time <coughs> which is not reached yet completely uh, and then he gives jesus eliah traits in his uh, story uh, Think, for example, of the uh, Ascension story. The, the Ascension in the, the first chapter of, uh, of the Acts is a typical Elias story, uh, a parallel story of Elias uh, ascending, Elias ascending to heaven have, to in the, the book of Kings. Um, uh, so um, he corrects Matthew on this point, could you say? Um, And in the Acts of the Apostles, he goes further with uh, the preparation of the Messianic time, which uh, in his eyes had to come in the future. Uh, When I compare the parallel stories in Matthew and Luke, in which Matthew uses Moses' elements, then I see that Luke skips them from Uh, his story Uh, when um, Matthew uses Elijah elements in the stories of John the the Baptist then in the parallel stories Luke skips those elements of Elijah, and that gives me a clue in in which direction I uh, have to look further in the gospel of, of Luke to get a better uh, image of what Luke could have meant with uh, his storytelling.
0: Now, I am very familiar with the John the Baptist Elijah pairing, making John the forerunner or the preparer of the way for the Messiah. And there are even fun geographical pairings that support that sort of claim. You'd have to watch Listening to the Land of the Bible part two to dive into some of those, but analyzing how or why Luke leaves out the pairings that Matthew so purposefully creates is not something I've spent time on. And I think it's a really interesting idea. A little later in the conversation, Dr. Venturi made another observation I'm not sure I'd thought much about either.
1: Well, an important line in my argumentation is that Luke wrote an Anti-Zelotic uh, argument. Uh, he wrote his story in at the end of uh, the first century. Uh, the temple in, Jer- in Jerusalem were destroyed by the by the Romans, uh, but the uh, Zelotic spirit was not was alive in Judaism at that time. Uh, later in the in the first century uh 132, there was another uprising uh, in, in, in the country. Uh, so there was uh, enough reason for Luke to write a story against uh, the Zealotic intentions to free Jerusalem, to rebuild the temple with violence. And I think that uh, there are many... Um, many equalities between Luke's theology, Luke's argument, and the pharisaic school of Hillel, uh, of which Jochen and Ben-Zakai in the time of Luke was the, the, the main uh, representative. Uh, so I think that there was uh, a an, an discussion in, in Judaism, maybe at, at the background, what are the means we can use to liberate Jerusalem and eventually to rebuild the temple. And therein, uh, look at his own strategy. Uh, Yohannam Ben-Zakai rebuilded Judaism from a Pharisaic perspective. Uh, And that was his his contribution to the future of Judaism. He had not uh, fantasies about... uh, uh, uprisings again and rebuilding the temples. Rebuilding Judaism was his main purpose. But I think that Luke in the Acts goes one step further. In the Acts he he tells that it's important for the followers of Jesus and Paul is the, the representative in his eyes to win the Roman uh, government uh, for the sake of Israel and to liberate uh, Israel in and in, in the Jewish people in, in the sense that they can go back to Jerusalem and rebuild the temple. <coughs> it never has come from it. But I think this was his intention.
2: It, it's very interesting. So you think that um, his idea was that if enough people uh, enough romans especially roman elite were to adopt something of this way in other words become God-fearers or something of that nature join yes. the movement in some way then there would be an opening for the restoration of israel yes is that is that how you see it yes that's um,
1: that's what i think that the 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 line is in in the acts, the stories of acts in the, the the composition of the acts it ended in Rome, not in the Christian church of Rome, but in the Jewish community of Rome, under the window of the emperor. And then mm-hmm. it stops.
2: Yeah, it does. It stops in a very unusual way, which yes. has led to a variety but of speculation. It's a, yeah.
1: a wake-up call for uh, all, Jew- all, all Jews in the diaspora and for the God-fearers mm-hmm. in the diaspora to do their job and to win the Roman government back for uh, the sake mm-hmm. of Israel. But I think he was convinced that he needed the Romans to uh, get a better situation for uh, the Jewish people. Uh, I think just in, in some in some respect, just like Johann Ben zakai who uh, also um, was um, uh, in, intended to have good relations with the Romans. Uh, his uh, his encounter with Vespasian, for example, is there an example of uh, uh, for the well-being of the people and um, look at a, a further f- further vision that maybe when the Jewish people would re- restore their relation with the Romans, the time would come that Jerusalem could be built up again. Uh, just like in the time of Ezra and Nehemiah, after the Babylonian uh, exile, the Jews could go back to Jerusalem to rebuild it. I think that was his model, and um, he expected it uh, from a better relation with the Romans, uh, in 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 all kind of places, uh, but but especially in Rome itself. I think that Luke has. Um, idea of the messianic time in which also the gentiles are incorporated in some way and uh, not as they are now and not as they are worshiping idols but as god-fearers that's what uh, his ideal was i think and uh, there were many uh, events in his time uh, which uh, inspired him to it, for there were many God-fearers in synagogues all over the world. Uh, And uh, the interest in Judaism uh, among Gentiles was uh, very large in in those days. Mm -hmm. So there was a certain feeling that uh, we could have success with this strategy.
0: The two of them go on to discuss ways in which Luke's idea of the messianic time is similar to and yet quite different from the Essenes. It's a really interesting analysis and you can hear it all when you sign up and listen to the whole round table talk called The Jewish Writings of Luke. Next week, I'm doing something different, and I'm going to bring in a friend of mine who talks about the historical context of Jesus's birth narrative in the book of Luke. You can explore more about Hanukkah and Christmas in the IBC Magazine on our website, IsraelBibleCenter.com. Thank you to Jeremy McDonald from Mason Jar Music for doing a great job editing, mixing, and adding in all the good sounds. And thank you for hanging out with me and being curious about all things Bible related.